Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. However, the next phrase is, I believe in the Holy Spirit. Let's all say that again together. Please say it again. Say it for the last time louder. You are not a Christian because of your behavior. You are a Christian because of your believing. The weight of Christianity has been placed, has been put on behavior. That's never the agenda of God. That was not the economy of God. The economy, because if it's behavior, is that if God should count iniquity. If it's behavior, you can't be saved. But he put the weight on Christianity on believing. And then if you really believe, it will affect your behavior. So show me your faith without your works. It's dead. And I will show you my faith by. So the evidence of saving faith is manifested in works. But they look at the works and begin to judge on the works first. Well, men see. But stop judging people based on works. Now, the point I'm making is, you are a Christian not because of how you behave, but because of what you believe. Believing is Christianity. For God so loved the word that he gave his only because that whosoever believes. So then, what we believe is fundamental to who we are. So long as Christianity is concerned, what you believe. That's why teaching plays a role. Because teaching is supposed to communicate the truth. And then the truth you believe, you know and believe, is what determines the quality of spirituality. So teaching is supposed to communicate truth. Truth, you know the truth. You know that. So we are saved by believing the truth. You can believe error and still think you are a Christian. You are not a Christian because you are believing the wrong thing. Believing the wrong gospel will not save you. So, it says that I believe in God, the Father Almighty. And it didn't say only God. And the next point said, and in. Did you see that? In God, the Father Almighty. And in. So, what do we believe in? In God, number two. In Jesus. I believe in God. That is described God. The God I believe in. So, you don't get it wrong. And in Jesus Christ, then describe that Jesus Christ. So, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And then the next time we came to, he said, I believe. Well, he shall come to judge the living and the dead. After that, he said, I believe. Oh. You see the Trinity. I believe in God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. That's what makes us actually Christians. The Holy Spirit. Someone say the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Say the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. 
So he says, when you're a Christian, you have to believe in the Holy Spirit. Can you grieve your battery power? <laughs> you have grieved your battery power. Uh, it's not happening. No. Can you lie to your battery power? It's force, it's power. A car winner has got force, power, moving. You can't lie to the force. You can't grieve force. You only grieve personalities. So, Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, I think 29, grieve not the Holy Spirit. 30. Do not do what? Let's read it out loud. Let's go. Let's go. One more time. If the Holy Spirit, what does it mean to grieve? You make someone sad. Oh, no. You can. So, you can imagine. The Holy Spirit was trying to tell, guide you and then you went back to pick that call again. Oh no. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. Every time you are gossiping about somebody, say, Lord have mercy. You see, so it's not your behavior, but your behavior can grieve the Holy Spirit. And he, he withdraws from active engagement. So he's a person. A person must have these emotions a person must have a will. 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 And a person must have mind, intellect. He says, for the spirit knows. So the Holy Spirit himself, he knows. He knows. So he has mind. And the Bible says that, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter um, 2, from verse Obviously, it talks about how we have that we have that these things we have been given. No one from verse 10 actually, no one knows what is in the mind. Save, all right, but God has revealed this. Go, uh, uh, verse, 11. verse 11 for no man knows the things of a man, save the spirit that even so, the thing, even so, no one, uh, even so, no one knows the things of God except what the, so the spirit knows that's intellect. That's intellect. He knows. And in 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 12, now, the verse says, but one and the same spirit works all these things and distributes to each one individually as what he wills. The will. He has a will. The spirit wills. A car doesn't have a will. Your car doesn't have a will. You just start it and go. Your car does not have an emotion. It doesn't have intellect. So, the Holy Spirit is a person. He knows, he feels, and he wants, he wills. He's a person. He's not a force. I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a person. So you have to develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit. He speaks. Bible says, as they gathered and prayed, the Holy Spirit said, separate to me. But Barnabas and Saul. The, the Holy Spirit speaks. He speaks. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, verse 29, chapter 3, verse 6, verse 12, verse 22. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit, the Spirit saith. So the Spirit speaks. In 2 Timothy 
chapter, or First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, I think Second Timothy chapter 3, said, the Spirit expressly says that in the last, the perilous times will come. Um, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse, First Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, rather, sorry. The Spirit expressly says, the Holy Spirit is a speaking spirit. In Acts chapter 5, from verse 5 downwards, Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Ah, verse 3. Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? Because the Holy Spirit is a person. Lie to the Holy Spirit. So when we gather, he's here. He is the one who does the work. He is the one who does the work. He works with us. Now, the Holy Spirit has, all right, let me show you something. Acts chapter 5 again. Because he said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie, watch this, to lie to the Holy Spirit in keeping part of the money? Look at verse 5. Then Ananias, hearing this, way, fell down and died. So uh, let's go to verse 7. Then the wife also came, not knowing what has happened. And then he said, tell us, did you sell the land? Let's go on. Did you sell the land for this? He said, yes. Look at verse 9. Why has, how is it that you have agreed together to lie to the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried. Verse, let's go to verse 2 and verse 4. I just want to show you something. In verse 4, why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but who? And he said, you are lying to the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is God. He said, you, are, you lie to God. You lie to the Holy Spirit and you lie to God. So the Holy Spirit is God. He shows up right in Genesis chapter 1 verse 2. From the beginning, the Holy Spirit was mentioned. In the beginning, God created, so it starts with God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep and uh, of the waters. And the Holy Spirit, then verse 2, says that uh, darkness was upon the And the Spirit, no, the Spirit is just there. Then verse 3 talks about the word came in. Verse 3 said, then God said. You know, we know that, that what God said is the word. And that, that's Christ. Trinity is there already because in the beginning was the word. The word was John chapter 1 verse 1. And the word was God. So that word that God spoke is God. So when God said. So in the beginning, God created verse 1. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2. The spirit of God. Verse 3. God. The word of God. God said. So you can tell the Holy Spirit is right from the beginning. The second time we hear the spirit of God mentioned is in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, the Bible says that God said, my spirit will no longer strive with man. My spirit, because those days, it's like you are trying to pass, and then the spirit of God strives with you. Because after man fell, he had to take the spirit of God to hold him down, restrict him. Yeah, so the spirit, is said, will no more strive. So he, he strives with you and stops us from going wild. Go to a time, God said, no, no, the man is so bent on my spirit will no longer strive. So the spirit of God has always been around. It's not only New Testament. It's there from the Old Testament. It's been there. Bible talks about in 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. And he said, you meet people prophesying. And if you want to sleep, I think you have to go to the back. You meet people prophesying. And then the spirit of the Lord, and what? And the spirit of the Lord will come. Ah, watch. The spirit of the Lord was coming upon people. This is important. The spirit of the Lord was coming upon people. Look at verse 10. And you prophesy with them, you become another man. Look at verse 10. And when they come to the hill, the prophets meet you, then the Spirit of God will come upon him. 
The Spirit of God came upon him, and the Spirit of God came upon him. So the Spirit of God was coming upon all those days. He was working on people. In the book of Judges, chapter 3, verse 10, he was able to judge because the Spirit of God came upon him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he judged Israel. They were able to do some of the things they did because the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. It was it's a, a function of the Spirit. In 1 Samuel chapter um, 16, verse 13, the Bible says that, and he poured the horn of oil upon David in the midst of his brothers. And what happened? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And the verse, verse, verse 14 is, uh, there's a little question there, but I know people have, have a question. And then the Spirit of the Lord left, departed, so he can come and leave. And a spirit from the devil. <laughs> An evil, a distressing spirit. I like the new King James, a distressing spirit. The, the old King James says, an evil spirit from the Lord. So the spirit of God came upon him. So you can tell, the spirit of God came upon David. He came upon Samson in chapter 16, verse 4, Judges. And in Judges chapter 15, verse 14, Judges chapter, it's quite all over the place. Um, uh, chapter, chapter 14, verse 6. And verse 90, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Mighty. I like that one. May God's spirit come upon you mightily. So when I was talking about how God is going to use people, it's the spirit. Mary said, how can these things be since I know them? I said, the spirit of God come upon him. So in chapter, verse 19, verse 19 of chapter 14, Judges. Judges chapter 14, verse 19. So the spirit of God, you can tell the spirit of God kept coming upon people. They were filled with the spirit. And in um, Psalm 51, verse 11, David says that, uh, take not the Holy Spirit from me. So they, they, David had the Spirit. The Bible talks about in Acts chapter um, 1, I think verse 16, how the Spirit of God spoke through David. Acts chapter, men and brethren, the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David. All right. So the Holy Spirit was upon David. That's why I said, take not the Holy Spirit from me. He's been there all along. In Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1, it said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. In Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10, I want to point something to you, and I move on from there. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 10, and particularly verse 11, you see, like Psalm 51, verse 11, you see a phrase which in most of all the Bibles is translated, your Holy Spirit. Okay, so re, he, then he remembered the days of old Moses and his people saying, where is he who brought them up out of the sea with the shepherd of his flock, right? Where is he who put, who put his Holy Spirit? But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Now, when you read the Old Testament and you come across this phrase, what's this? I can't hear you. When you read the Old Testament, you come across it. It's original, the Hebrew. This is how it should actually be rendered. The spirit of holiness. So in the original Hebrews, it's not Holy Spirit. It's the spirit of holiness. The spirit of holiness, when it comes upon people, he, it makes them holy. He makes them holy. What does that mean? He says, separates them for God's work. So it's the spirit of holiness, spirit of sanctification. He comes upon them. In the Old Testament, he was always referred to that same anytime you see, like in Psalm 
51 verse 11. Take not thy Holy Spirit. What it actually is saying is, take the, it, the original Hebrew sounds like, take not the spirit of holiness from me. It is, the, watch this, I'm about to say something. Holy Spirit is a New Testament word. Holy Spirit, so it's like holy. He's the spirit, but the holy becomes like a title. Holy Spirit, Old Testament, it was the spirit of holiness who imparts uh, separate people, God's people. But in the New Testament, he's the Holy Spirit who comes with the, only God is holy, with the holy nature of God. Now, I'll explain this. The, the nature of God, it, the Holy Spirit was given because of Jesus was coming. The first time Bible said, when the, the angel appeared to Mary, that's when the angel said the Holy Spirit will do it. The Holy Spirit, he's a Holy Spirit, he brings the nature of God because for the first time, God's nature is about to take on humanity. So, oh, look at Matthew, let me show you. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Let's go to verse 18. Matthew 1 18. He says that, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. Let's read it aloud. Let's go. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they could step together, she was found she, she was what? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, and in His only God, Son, is Jesus Christ, only Son of God, who was conceived of the, by the Holy Ah, He was found to be a child. Actually, so the child, that child is the Holy Spirit's child. It's not Mary's child, in quotes. He's, he's actually the Holy Spirit's child. So when Mary was found to be with child, now listen, Jesus Christ is, the, is conceived she was found to be with child of, this is a very strong statement. It's a very strong statement. He was found to be with child of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the one behind the, so when the angel appeared to my, look at verse 20, verse 20, verse 20, verse 20 says that, but while he talked about these things, an angel appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not put, uh, do not be afraid to take Mary, your, your wife, for, your, for that which is conceived in her is of the, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy, say the Holy Spirit. Now, that Holy Spirit, that phrase Holy Spirit is not the same as the spirit of holiness in a certain sense because the function is different. This one, God himself enters human being. The Bible says that in, in, in Romans, sorry, chapter 8 verse 3, uh, uh, he's in the likeness of sinful flesh. He took on humanity. In Philippians chapter 2, I think verse 6, 7, there, he, 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 he took on humanity. So he already existed. So when the Holy Spirit was, God was now coming on the flesh, it, that's why it's called the Holy Spirit, the God Spirit. He came and then took, he needed Mary because he needed flesh. But he already existed. So he now came into Mary and took on the flesh. So that when you saw him, you saw a human being walking. But he's actually God in human flesh. That is why the Holy Spirit in that sense was different in a certain sense because of the gospel, because of the coming of Jesus Christ and because he's now after Jesus Christ is going to come upon human beings, upon all flesh. And so the first time was actually used to phrase the Holy Spirit is in the New Testament. Holy Spirit. Obviously you see in the Old Testament, holy, that is actually spirit of holiness. He just separated them to do the work but now he's coming to settle amongst men. He came as the Holy Spirit. He's the Holy Spirit. And that's why every one of us must always pray, Holy Spirit, come upon me. 
The Bible was given as a result of the Holy Spirit. It says that all scripture is given by the breath of God. So the breath of God. And now in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 and 20, it talks about how the Holy the scriptures and prophecies of the scriptures are not for private interpretation. But holy men of God spake as they were first, 2 Peter chapter 1, as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So this scripture came as a result of the moving of the Holy Spirit. We got our Bible by a result, not an angel dictating anything to anybody. Our Bible is the, is the, they spoke as they were moved, moved by the Holy Spirit. We got the Bible as a result of the Holy Spirit. In the, the prophets of old, in the Old Testament, they all only prophesied based on the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. All of us have showed you already. And so the Holy Spirit is a major personality so long as God's work on earth is concerned to the extent that Jesus Christ could not start his ministry without the Holy Spirit coming upon him. Can you imagine, even when God himself wanted to work in the human flesh, he needed Holy Spirit upon humanity. Holy Spirit upon his humanity, not upon his deity, upon his humanity. He was God, covered with the flesh. But for the flesh to be able to do for God, the Holy Spirit must come upon the flesh. So when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, it wasn't coming upon his God, but it came upon the humanity. So every human being to be able to be used by God, you need the Holy Spirit. So Jesus told them that don't leave Jerusalem till you are endued with power. He said, don't leave. In Acts chapter 1 verse 4, don't leave. I told you the Father will send, I'll pray, the Father will send the comforter. And then in Acts, Acts chapter um, 1 verse 8, he says that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He shall be my witnesses. Luke chapter 24 verse 49, he says that you shall be clothed with power endued with power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you by the promise of the Bible. For, for not many days you shall be enclosed with endued with power from on high. Talking about the Holy Spirit. So watch this. The church I will end with on this. Then I think I have to continue. Because the prophesy. We prophesy by the Spirit. The church could not be in existence without the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. There is something that theologians call the essential supply of the Spirit. This is too much, so you don't, I just mentioned it, and at least you've heard it before. The essential supply of the Spirit and the economic supply of the Spirit. The essential supply of the Spirit is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 13. In, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. In 2 Peter chapter 1, Verse 2. All these scriptures show our, our regeneration. So it says that, but we are bound to give thanks always for you, brethren, beloved in the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation. How? Through sanctification. How? By the Spirit and believing the truth. The truth. See, the two things. The truth and the Spirit is what makes you born again. You believe in the truth, and the Spirit of God is actually the one who works. So we are born again by believing of the truth, uh, by the sanctification of the spirit. Or some translation is regeneration of the spirit. We are regenerated. 
So the Christians are actually called the regenerate. We are the regenerated people. We, I'm a regenerated person. So anytime you, see, you hear this phrase, the, 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 uh, the regenerate is talking about Christians who have it's like been brought back into new life. Okay, now in 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. 1 Peter. Blessed be God the Father, according to the foreknowledge of God, in the sanctification of the Spirit for the obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace be. So it takes the sanctification of the Spirit for us to come into Christ, for us to be believers. The Holy Spirit is the one who is working on us. You think you became born again by yourself? No, the Holy Spirit worked on you. Because if you were left to yourself, you, you would do, do this church thing, you wouldn't do it. There are a lot of us, you wouldn't do the church thing. Some of you look at the way you backslid during the lockdown. But you can't go because the Holy Spirit is just working on you. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's, it's so important to understand. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, verse 12, I think 12 and 13, verse 12 says that, for as the body is one and has many members, so, uh, but all members are, uh, all members of that one body, being many are one, so is Christ, verse 13. For, we, uh, for by one spirit we were baptized into the body. How do you get into the body? The Holy Spirit is the one who pushed us. So to be a Christian, the Holy Spirit pushed you by helping you to hear the truth and believe in the truth. So we are all baptized into one body. What's the body? Talking about the body of Christ. By the one spirit. This is so important. And so even to become a Christian, it takes the spirit. So before Jesus left and went, he said, don't go and try preaching people to get them to come. Because it takes the spirit. And now this is what we call the essential supply of the spirit. Without the spirit, you can't be a Christian. So essential, it's so critical to be a Christian, you need the supply of, it is just, it's just like human beings without blood. You need blood to be alive. You need oxygen. Your breathing oxygen or oxygen for you to be alive. In the same way, essentially, you can't be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. And this happened at the resurrection. So at the resurrection, we receive the essential supply of the Spirit to be able to become Watch this, to be able to become members of the body of Christ, not just disciples of Jesus. Before the resurrection, he only had disciples. After the resurrection, he had members of his body. The, the two different things. And it, it takes the resurrection, the Holy Spirit, to, through the resurrection, to essentially make us the children of God. But now, for the church, the function is, is called the economic supply of the Spirit. Uh, 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 essential and economic. Economic is to work. The church couldn't work. So even though they were already children of God, they had the spirit of God, they couldn't live as a church until the day of Pentecost when the economic supply of the spirit was given so that now they can start going out. They can. So when you are born again, you have the spirit inside you. But for you to be able to work for God, you need the spirit to come upon. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you. You see, so then the church was actually born on the day of Pentecost, but we became, we were able to become Christian or the children of God, watch this, children of God by the resurrection. But the church as the body was now born to live on earth to do the things of Christ on the day of Pentecost. Does that, does that make sense? So when he resurrected from the dead, he said, receive ye the spirit. Holy Ghost has not fallen upon them. John chapter twenty. John chapter 20, verse, um, is it 21 or 23? He blew on them. <sighs> 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 Receive the spirit. I can't feel that thing. 
He blew upon them. Like the way now sometimes we blow, receive it. You think it's only, I'm the only one who do it. Jesus also did it. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, all I'm saying is that the Holy Spirit has been there from the beginning. The Holy Spirit was working with the prophets. He came upon all the people of the old. The Holy Spirit is the instrumental cause for having the Bible. The Holy Spirit is, even Jesus couldn't work without the Holy Spirit. That's why he didn't do anything until the Holy Spirit came upon him. His conception was based on the Holy Spirit. He himself was of the Holy Spirit. And then the church could not work until the Holy Spirit came upon him. The Holy Spirit, we become born again by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is there. It's the Spirit. Now, you can't be a Christian without believing the Holy Spirit. And we need to teach every believer to know about the Holy Spirit. You need to know. Not only believe. You have to believe first. Then as you, be, you begin to know, you have to be taught about the Holy Spirit. We are a product of the working of the Holy Spirit. There's nobody who can preach any powerful message if the Holy Spirit is not working. You can, you can convince people, but you can't convict people. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.